0: Welcome back to A Millennial's Guide to Movies, episode 10. This episode, we're going to be switching it up a little bit and Mm -hmm. reviewing our top 10 Netflix shows to watch while we're all stuck at home during this kind of crazy time. Yeah, might
1: as well watch something good on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you got to have Netflix to enjoy (laughs) these shows, but we highly recommend The Investment. Because
0: definitely
1: ne- worth it <laughs> yeah I, I you know netflix have been pumping out really good quality programming lately and um yeah uh, i think there's at least 10 shows and movies we're going to discuss that are worth your time
0: yeah for sure
1: um we're going to do five today of course and i'm going to do the other five on episode 11 coming up soon but the first one we're going to discuss is kind of what brought netflix to my attention and said wow they can make pretty good Programming, like, yeah,
0: original stuff. that yeah. they don't take from like other networks and everything.
1: Yeah, and that would be Stranger Things, uh, which premiered in 2016. Uh, it stars Winona Ryder, David Harbour, and Mellie Bobby Brown, among others. <laughs> it's created by the Duffer brother, the, the Duffer brothers. <laughs> uh, these two guys who came up with this stuff. I think they just grew up in the 80s, like I did. And the setting is Hawkins, Indiana, mm-hmm. really in any small town in Midwest USA. And uh, what is the plot Taylor?
0: Basically, it's just about this small town where nothing really happens, and they start in the 80s, and mm. they start experiencing supernatural events, and there's this group of four boys, and one of them goes missing, and the other three are trying to find them, right. but during that kind of quest, they end up finding this girl with supernatural abilities. Really, Bobby Brown's Yeah, yeah and... I mean, it's just a, a gr- I mean, everyone's heard of this show. It has a huge fan base, like yep. probably one of the biggest fan bases of any show that's come out recently. Oh, yeah. I, and, I mean, if
1: you're a millennial and you haven't watched this, what are you doing? Yeah. Go watch it immediately. <laughs> and it, there's not really anything inappropriate. And it's a little scary.
0: Yeah, but it's pretty much PG. Yeah. And the first
1: from. episode really grabs you, like right from the beginning. And that's why I like it. Yeah. And. The background, the detail, the attention to detail in the 80s uh, is what I love about it.
0: The music, the clothes, yep. they do a very good job. Hairstyles. Hairstyles, yeah. But even like having, because all these kids are like middle school age and mm-hmm. even having them like have this giant role in the show, they're all such great actors that like you're like, wow, these kids are like 11. Like, seriously? They are.
1: And then we get a few uh, 80s characters, like like a Ryder and others who are famous in the 80s kind of popping up in this Yeah, in this uh,
0: like Carrie Owies yep. and um, Paul Reiser. Sean Aston. Yep, yep, yeah. so
1: a lot of uh, Sean Aston from The Goonies. So yep. a lot of 80s uh, actors who appear in this show, and it's just really well-written. It's very scary well not very scary it's kind of scary
0: suspenseful
1: and it's got a bit of sci-fi and comedy to it
0: yeah and definitely a lot of adventure and everything but i like that i mean that's kind of what i like in shows is when it has just a little bit of everything yeah. you know and i feel like this, it does this
1: definitely has and romance it's yeah romance, of comedy yeah. whatever um and uh because there's no box office in any of these movies we're just gonna discuss the number of seasons and episodes yeah so so far stranger things has had three seasons and 25 episodes uh seasons one and three are really great two's okay but still worth your time
0: yeah for sure i don't i mean sometimes shows or movies are like that where like sometimes the third or fourth one is Mm -hmm. better than the second one you know and that's kind of the case with stranger things and there's going to be a season four but filming was pushed back due to all this coronavirus whatever (laughs) but
1: uh rotten tomatoes loved it as well got it named 93 percent and it just blew my mind the first time I saw it. I've, I've watched them over and over again. Yeah. Because uh, they're fun and kind of reminds me of the Goonies and Steven Spielberg movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. It definitely has, like, a good mix of, like, all the 80s movies. They have a lot of references to kind of, like, things that were really popular yep. back in the 80s. Even, like, down to, like, what's it, New Coke, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they had. And, and
1: Back to the Future and stuff. And uh, Yeah. It's, it's, it's really great. Uh, and all the characters, even the side characters, like Steve and... Uh,
0: Jonathan, Jonathan and
1: um, they they have a way of making the side characters really important, which I really enjoy Uh, even uh, season three. Um, what's Maya Hawk her character Yeah. so they, they have a, a unique way of in- integrating new characters each year and making them interesting Yeah,
0: but at, at the same time still keeping like the central characters in it you know mm-hmm. so I feel like that's kind of hard to do and it's definitely like my dad said grips you in the first episode because my dad here has a problem with giving shows a chance after uh, a first episode how many
1: episodes I mean
0: you need to give it any show new show you need to watch you need to give it at least two, two, or, th- two or three to keep it interesting right. but but Stranger Things definitely grips you in the first one. So I guess that's what he likes about it.
1: <laughs> speaking of shows that... Well, we'll come back to that in a minute. But uh, why should a millennial watch it?
0: Um, I mean, it just... It came out, like, for us. You know, yeah. it kind of is showing us like what life was like in the 80s you know and for yeah. people like me that really like all the stuff that happened in the 80s most of it <laughs> yeah it's just really like entertaining it's and kind like a time capsule yeah yeah and they do a really good job of portraying it and definitely keeps you on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: how about yeah speaking of shows that grab you from the first episode our next one is the witcher which came out in 2019 yeah uh starring henry cavill superman and- <laughs> superman yeah and anya charlatra yeah. that's uh Yennefer.
0: Fang-a-bird. Carl, yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
1: created by Lauren Schmidt Hissrich. It's based off a book, um, also called the Witcher, and a
0: video game.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and the setting is medieval times, <laughs> and a land mass known as the continent. And Taylor, how are you going to walk us through the plot of this? I don't. One?
0: Okay, so this this show really amazing, really interesting, but it is very confusing. <laughs> well, I don't
1: want to scare people away. It's it basically has three protagonists, and they have different timelines. Of, yeah, and each. Episode shows their point of view at the same time. So it's kind of...
0: A lot of time jumping, yeah. which can be a little bit confusing. As, right.
1: You know? As long as you're okay with that and you're paying attention, you should be fine. Yeah. It's not very confusing, but it is kind of... Maybe the first or two First two or three episodes, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, it takes a little bit to like get used to, but all the leading roles are really great. Yep. Um, a lot of people have compared it to Game of Thrones a little bit, just yep. how it's kind of laid out, you know, and a, a little bit complex and everything.
1: Yeah, and basically mm-hmm. what happens is a witcher, a princess, and a sorceress kind of travel through this realm during chaotic times. Like
0: lore and everything. Yeah. A and witcher is basically that someone haunts, that. Uh, Hunts mon- monsters for money. <laughs> right,
1: yeah, that's what a witcher is. He's kind of like a bounty hunter, but instead of like finding people, he finds monsters.
0: Yeah,
1: and, uh, he does a really good job of it. Henry Cavill and um, uh, just uh, he's <laughs> he's a very stern man. And not a lot of humor to him, but that's why I like him. He's just focused all the time
0: yeah just like on doing his job pretty much and yep. this one was such a big hit that they even before they released season one they had already confirmed it for a season two yeah and it was like definitely the biggest hit uh, one of the biggest hits of 2019
1: yeah and i wish they would have done more episodes they had uh, one they have one season right now on netflix for eight episodes uh i will warn you millennials <laughs> there's a lot of inappropriate yeah uh stuff in it uh so check with your parents on that one as well <laughs> But um, very exciting, a lot of cool uh, scenes and backdrops because they're like in castles and forests and stuff.
0: Magic, and it's very creative, you know, like it's...
1: But very graphic.
0: Very graphic, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 67%, which is okay. I
0: mean, definitely should have gotten higher for as many people loved it on Netflix, you know? Yeah,
1: no, the lead characters, all of them, uh, the three main ones are really great at what they do. Yeah, Uh, But I think all the time jumping probably through the the critics off a little bit
0: and the names are all kind of complicated yeah, you know so it's, it's very
1: renaissance fair with the names and you have to kind of write down the names. Kind of like Game of Thrones, gonna, you need like a family tree to figure out what's going on. <laughs> True, but, uh, but it's definitely
0: worth your time. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun show, and uh, yeah, looking forward to season two. Mm-hmm. And why should a millennial watch it?
0: Um, just really creative of an idea. Really, just entertaining, action packed, and
1: a little crazy. Yeah,
0: a little crazy for sure. But I mean, it's definitely like so weird that you can't really.
1: Can't really, not watch it, yeah, uh,
0: exactly. We're
1: gonna uh, turn the crazy level up to 11 for the next one. Uh, speaking of a train wreck that you can't not watch, uh, we're gonna do Tiger King here. That's uh, yeah, 2020. Um, if you haven't seen this, I'm, I'm sure, sure you you guys you've have heard seen about it, it. all
0: yeah. over Facebook, all over Instagram. Yeah.
1: If you haven't seen it, watch it immediately. Uh, starring Joe Exotic, uh, uh, Carol Baskin, and Doc Annell, those are the three main characters in it. It's directed by Eric Goody, and the setting is Oklahoma, Florida, and South Carolina. And Taylor, this is the favorite part of the show, is where you have to sum it up in, <laughs> one, in one sentence. Oh. Okay, uh, I like uh, <laughs> to sum up the craziness of this show in one sentence.
0: Um, these three main people, they all own tiger sanctuaries slash zoos. Right, like
1: mini zoos for petting tigers.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And it's just kind of about the drama that goes on in between these rivaling tiger facilities. Yeah. And it's just. And inside them. It is just so crazy. It is so <laughs> crazy. You'll watch it and be like, is this real? Yeah. Like, it seems like a mockumentary. Like, somebody. Made well,
1: Hollywood couldn't make this up 100 years. And. Basically, the main promise is that there are more tigers in captivity in the U.S. than in the wild in the entire world.
0: Which is so sad. It mm-hmm. is sad
1: because these tigers are just being bred and abused for
0: getting for paid money, yeah, and entertainment for other people. So it's yeah. Just...
1: So if you're listening, don't go to uh, tiger conservation places. Yeah. just go to your normal city zoo like Tampa Zoo or, or whatever. I
0: mean, I wouldn't say those are any better, but wow. yeah, <laughs> slightly
1: better. Uh, uh, so. These little tiny zoos are run by these, these kind of exotic, yeah. weird people who... I don't even know how to explain it. They, they're they just, especially Joe Exotic, they're just crazy. They're all about money and themselves. And they're all, all all, three of them are very egotistical.
0: Yeah, very just full of... I think they're like the best tiger zoo, even though all of them are and, crazy. And if you
1: talk to any of the three of them, they think they're doing good work by saving these creatures. But.
0: Yeah, and it's very just cult-like in the way that they run the zoos, yeah. and it's very just, and one of them, Carol Baskin's, like, little big cat rescue or whatever is actually very close to us, yeah, so. Yeah,
1: we've never been there for the record.
0: Thank goodness, but, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but it just kind of shows over the course of uh, one season and eight episodes, um, there these three zoo owners and their interactions with each other, and kind of leads to the downfall of one of them, maybe even two of them yeah Uh, just just the
0: stuff that goes on in their zoo you're uh, gonna be like what you're like how does this happen like is this real Uh, life how is this illegal yeah Yeah. it's just you'll watch it and be like what is going on well
1: not only are they like emotionally disturbed people they they other emotionally disturbed people are drawn to them and work for them yeah uh, voluntarily in some cases or for very little money and just kind of shows this crazy menagerie of Characters who work at these zoos. Yeah. Like one, one lady had her arm bit off.
0: <laughs> it's like and she still
1: it came back like the next day.
0: It's terrible. It's oh, yeah. just the stuff that goes on. You're just, it's a little, again, like a train, like a train crash or something. Yeah. You're just like, can't look away from it. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah. Again, check with your parents If you haven't seen it, make sure it's okay to watch. Yeah. But that's, this is one where like season one, episode one, you'll be, yeah. you'll be <laughs> and attention wrapped yeah. attention of this show uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 86% again probably due to the craziness
0: yep. mm-hmm. and
1: why a millennial should watch it
0: I mean even like since this came out we have seen memes of this all <laughs> over the internet people are losing their minds over this show and so if you haven't heard of it by uh, now you definitely need to Take a look at it because it's just so. Just for the
1: entertainment value alone.
0: I know, just not even like if this was like a mockumentary, you'd be like, oh, this is crazy. But the fact that this is real life makes it like 10 times worse. (laughs) You're like, why are these people like allowed to own?
1: Very (laughs) disturbing behavior. Uh, So basically, it shows you why you should never go to a tiger petting facility. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so if you want to watch a little different variety of crazy, you can go to our next show which is called You, came out in 2018. And it's starring Penn Badgley, Elizabeth Lale, and Shay Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And it's developed by Greg Berlanti and Sarah Gamble. And the setting is NYC, New York City. Um, I'm not a huge fan of You, but Taylor's a huge, a big fan, and she's going to kind of walk us through the plot of this 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 film.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say well, it's, my... it's a
1: miniseries. I, I, I wouldn't even know what you call.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, it's a Netflix original. It's not. It's probably not my favorite on this list, but it's definitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. For, it's definitely not very realistic to happen. No, no, I mean, it's but... about. Ken Badgley, he's like this good looking but lonely bookstore manager and he falls in love with the customer. And then he becomes obsessed and stalks her. And, and kills
1: everyone around her. Yeah, pretty much. He becomes like a mass murdering psychopath.
0: Yeah, and it just freaks me out because I'm like, how are the cops not catching on well, to this? Well, that's why
1: right. like, I don't like it. He becomes kind of like a superhero, like in a bad way. He gets yeah. away with all these murders. And I mean, it's fine. It's interesting, I guess, to see him kind of descend yeah. into craziness. But I, I you know, Maybe millennials like it because yeah. Ben Badges in it. I, I don't know from
0: Gossip Girl. Other millennials know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I know like like you said on social media, and people are obsessed with it. They they really yeah. like the the show. The
0: thing that I think is really interesting about it is just how it was like developed and written and everything mm-hmm. is that it makes even though this guy's a psychopath and a stalker, it almost they write it out so that way you're kind of cheering for him. Like he, he's so like charismatic and charming. Like. Th- <laughs>
1: Uh, for the record, I wasn't cheering for him.
0: <laughs> No, but like everyone else is because that's the way they write him, to be like, likeable. And that's kind of a yeah. warning sign to like millennials that you never know like that's who true. could be like that. So You, you know? never
1: know what people are like behind closed doors. No
0: matter how good yeah. looking or charming yeah, or whatever you're no. like, I think that's really cool because the show kind of confuses you because you're like wait this man has killed like 10 people why am i still hoping that he gets the girl
1: right. you know but you also wonder like is this happening in his mind or is this for real yeah
0: or? because he's mentally ill right. like he kind of imagines some scenarios and you're just it's a little bit oh what's actually happening and what's he making up because it's cool that they would make it from his perspective a yeah, villain's perspective no, for sure you know for sure so, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, uh, it's it got two seasons, 20 episodes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 90%, so critics liked it. I mean, it's well acted for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the script and the plot, but, you know, uh, if like, you have nothing else to watch on Netflix, give it a shot.
0: Yeah, it definitely has a lot of twists and turns and everything. It does. will keep you on the edge of your seat, just not very realistic, I would say, no, for clear. something that's happening. It's supposed to be now. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah but, yeah, it's, it's like a dark show that you could watch for entertainment if yeah you for
0: sure watch. but uh
1: if you think you have problems check out this character yeah, for, yeah.
0: Sure, for sure uh
1: next up uh, we're gonna end on a good note a happy well not a happy but more of an energetic show and that's cheer which came out in 2020 mm-hmm. starring gabby butler monica aldama jerry harris and lexi Brumback. just some
0: of them <laughs> right uh
1: monica's the coach uh, it's developed by Greg Whiteley, and the setting is both Texas and Florida. And what is Cheer about, Taylor?
0: Uh, it's a documentary about this real-life cheer team, Navarro. Mm-hmm. And uh, Navarro College is in just this small town in Texas. No, and, nowhere Texas. Yeah, it's just a, a behind-the-scenes look at college cheerleading on this tiny college in their team that has won 14 national championships yeah
1: which is amazing for a little tiny college in middle of nowhere like people go from across the country to go to that college
0: yeah and that's the crazy thing because it's not even it's like a junior college. junior college right so just that they have this amazing coach and like this nationally acclaimed cheer team yeah. that people travel from like big cities to go to the middle of texas you yeah know?
1: and and what i like about it is like you know like I knew college cheerleading was difficult and it, it takes a lot of dedication and effort, but I had no idea how much effort and time yeah. and and injuries they they put into the that those routines. And then it kind of ends. Uh, the last episode ends in Daytona Beach, Florida, where they have the national cheerleading championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I found the whole journey interesting. I found their backstories interesting because a lot of them came from broken homes yeah. or or tough homes, and they they come together kind of as a family and this cheerleading. Team.
0: yeah the some of the main cheerleaders they dive a little bit into their past and mm. just how monica the coach has like shaped them into be a little bit more poised mm. and a little bit more like self-respecting you know just because she is so much of like an agenda and yeah. so strict on them and everything that a lot of them don't even know what that's like especially because it's a co-ed team so right. a lot of the boys on there are gay and they've had like a lot of trouble like growing up and yep. everything, and she just kind of like loves them all, you know, but she's still hard on them.
1: Yeah, and her central message message is, like, we all have problems, personal problems, but I need you to sacrifice for the good of the team. Yeah, And they kind of learned that over the course of the the six episodes in season one and uh, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would like it, but it's very I don't know what you call it enrapturing or engrossing because you want them to win. Yeah, you want them to win and fight through all the pain and, and suffering that they have to become on this team and become champions again
0: yeah especially just the physical toll it takes on yeah. your body just watching this like all these girls on here they're only like 90 pounds and they have like a six pack and yeah. you're like what yeah. hell but
1: uh you know they're jumping around for eight hours a day and and doing these these uh what do you call them routines yeah over and over again and it's i never i had no idea so much effort was put into to cheerleading uh especially at tiny colleges like that uh, like I said, it's one season, six episodes. I hope they do another one. I don't know if they are.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 96%. And why should millennials watch it?
0: I mean, I think that it, it just gives kind of an inside look on something maybe a little bit more under the radar than other sports, you know, like mm-hmm. football and soccer and right. pretty much a lot of sports are very well broadcasted, but I feel yeah, like cheerleading's yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of coverage on what goes on in locker rooms and training camps at football and baseball. But cheerleading, this I think is the first one that really did a deep dive into how hard it is.
0: And I like that Netflix has been releasing these documentaries, whether it be Tiger King or Cheer, because you're just like, wow, like this is like real life. And they part of the
1: world. You had no idea. Yeah. And
0: they like shoot it really well. Mm -hmm. And it's just like they take these tiny little stories that no one really cares about and make them into like. Something so huge and interesting, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's such a hit for being something real, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I highly recommend uh, cheer, especially to millennials, because, you know, you guys are going to college soon, and it kind of gives a behind-the-scenes look at college, as well, and the dynamics of- of Trying to
0: split your time between education- Right, a lot of them
1: are trying to get good grades, and, uh, but they're also trying to win this championship.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely worth your time. Uh, all of these shows are from 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, it felt like I should mention that. You know, they're definitely longer, not a little sitcom. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty long episodes, mm-hmm. but like I said, they're all good. Uh, we highly recommend you watch them. And uh, our next episode, we'll do the next the the second top five. Uh, Netflix things you could watch today
0: yeah sounds good so we will see you guys next episode and thanks for listening